Hello, and welcome to this week's sermon podcast from Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Kenwood. Here we preach the good news of Jesus Christ. Whether you find the message to be uplifting or challenging, comforting or even unsettling, we hope it'll help you grow in faith and your relationship with God. Thank you for listening. To God be the glory. The first reading is from the second Kings chapter 5. The king of Aram had great admiration for Naaman, the commander of his army, because through him the Lord had given Aram great victories. But though Naaman was a mighty warrior, he suffered from leprosy. At this time, Aramean raiders had invaded the land of Israel, and among their captives was a young girl who had been given to Naaman's wife as a maid. One day the girl said to her mistress, I wish my master would go see the prophet in Samaria. He would heal him of his leprosy. There are verses missing here, but basically what happens is the king of Aram sends a tweet to the king of Israel asking if he would put his servant into their public health care system. (laughs) When the king of Israel read the letter, he tore his clothes in dismay and said, Am I a god that I can take life and give it away? Why is this man asking me to heal someone with leprosy? I can see he's just trying to pick a fight with me. But when Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had torn his clothes in dismay, he sent this message to him. Why are you so upset? Send Naaman to me, and he will learn that there is a true prophet here in Israel. So Naaman went with his horses and chariots and waited at the door of Elisha's house. But Elisha sent a messenger out to him with this message. Go, wash yourself seven times in the river Jordan, Then your skin will be restored, and you will be healed of your leprosy. But Naaman became angry and stalked away. I thought he would certainly come out to meet me, he said. I expected him to wave his hand over the leprosy and call out the name of the Lord his God and heal me. Aren't the rivers of Damascus, the Abana and the Farpar, better than any of the rivers of Israel? Why shouldn't I wash in them and be healed? So Naaman went turned away and went away in a rage. But his officers tried to reason with him and said, Sir, if the prophet had told you to do something very difficult, wouldn't you have done it? So you should certainly obey him when he says simply, Go and wash and be cured. So Naaman went down to the Jordan River and dipped himself seven times as the man of God had instructed him. And his skin became as healthy as the skin of a young child, and he was healed. Then Naaman and his entire party went back to find the man of God. They stood before him, and Naaman said, Now I know there is no God in all the world except in Israel, so please accept a gift from your servant. The second reading is from the second letter to Timothy. Always remember that Jesus Christ, a descendant of King David, was raised from the dead. This is the good news I preach, and because I preach this good news, I am suffering and have been chained like a criminal. But the word of God cannot be chained, so I am willing to endure anything if it will bring salvation and eternal glory in Christ Jesus to those God has chosen. This is a trustworthy saying. If we die with him, we will also live with him. If we endure hardship, we will reign with him. If we deny him, he will deny us. If we are unfaithful, he remains faithful 
for he cannot deny who he is. Remind everyone about these things and command them in God's presence to stop fighting over words. Such arguments are useless and they can ruin those who hear them. Work hard so you can present yourself to God and receive his approval. Be a good worker, one who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly explains the word of truth. Our Holy Gospel comes from Luke, the 17th chapter. As Jesus continued on toward Jerusalem, he reached the border between Galilee and Samaria. As he entered a village there, ten men with leprosy stood at a distance, crying out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Jesus looked at them and said, Go, show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed of their leprosy. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus, shouting, Praise God! He fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he had done. This man was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, Didn't I heal ten men? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And Jesus said to the man, Stand up and go. Your faith has healed you. Grace to you and peace from God, our Creator, Jesus, our Savior, and the Holy Spirit, who inspires us all. Amen. If you spend enough time with parents and their young children, you will most likely eventually hear the parents prompt their kids with the question, what do you say? Now, depending on the circumstances, kids can answer in one of two ways, either with please or... Thank you. Kid asks for a snack, and parent says, what do you say? And the kid says, please, and the kid gets a snack. Kid receives a present from grandma or grandpa, and parent says, what do you say? And the kid says, thank you, and tears open the gift. Parents do this because we want to live in a civil society, right? We don't want our kids to be barbarians or to be selfish, or too demanding, or to feel entitled. We want our kids to be gracious and grateful and to have good manners, partly because we know the world just works better with please and thank you, but also for us, it's because it reflects our values as people of faith. When our gospel today, Jesus encounters ten lepers, Because of this disease, this skin disease, they are considered unclean, which means that they had to exist on the margins. They lived as outcasts. They had to keep their distance from healthy people. They could be close to others that were considered unclean, but they had to keep a distance from everyone else. It was a devastating disease. Now, we don't know how these ten lepers heard about Jesus, but when he came to their town... They kept the proper distance, but they started calling out to him to have mercy on them. And Jesus says something rather strange. He says to go and show themselves to the priests. Now that may sound odd to us, but in Jesus' day, lepers who were healed had to go to the priest. The priest would declare that they were clean, and then the lepers could return to their normal lives. Well, the story says that all ten of those lepers turned and began making their way to the priest, which really was an act of faith. 
because none of them had been healed yet. And then Jesus said to act as if you've been healed, turn and go towards the priest, which they all take that step of faith. And then, of course, on the way is when they are healed. Now, the part of the story that we all know is that one of those lepers, when he realized that he had been healed, he turned around and went back to Jesus Praising God in a loud voice, he kneels at Jesus' feet to say thank you. Well, I wonder what the parents of that tenth leper were like. I mean, did they go beyond the normal routine of teaching their son to say please and thank you, maybe even to write thank you notes? What cultivated that sense of gratitude in him? I mean, a clean bill of health meant that he could finally return to his family, to his home, to his job. Now, what in the world would cause him to put all of that on hold so he could go all the way back to Jesus and say thank you? Well, we don't know for sure what cultivated that in him, but Luke is letting us know that something important is happening here. The encounter between Jesus and this grateful leper is worth noting. It's also worth noting to say that the other nine, they didn't really do anything wrong. I mean, they did exactly what Jesus told them to do. They get on with the business of enjoying this gift of healing that God had given them. But they also missed out on something. They missed out on a second blessing, a second healing that the tenth leper received in this tender moment between he and Jesus. You see, this tenth leper was not only healed physically, but Jesus tells him that his faith has made him well. Actually, a better translation of the Greek would be that his faith had made him whole, that his faith had saved him. This healing goes more than skin deep. And it's grounded in gratitude, which is what I think we can learn from this story. You see, cultivating gratitude for what Jesus has done for us is healing. It makes us well. It makes us whole. So parents, take heart. We don't just teach our kids to say thank you because it helps preserve our civil society. We instill gratefulness in them because it is healing, because it leads to wholeness, and because it connects them to God. You see, just like the tenth leper made a choice to return to Jesus, we too can make a choice to express gratitude. Because gratitude isn't an inborn trait that some people have and others don't. Gratitude is more like a muscle that with regular use can be strengthened over time. The more we practice gratitude, the easier it is to name our blessings. I'm one of the students in the Look, Listen, Leap class here at Good Shepherd. And one of our assignments is that we are to spend time in prayer every day and to keep a journal. And in that time, I have been trying to cultivate more gratitude in my life. Now, most mornings when I do this, I am fighting distractions like crazy. 
But when I can get to that place of gratitude, when I can imagine God's love that is surrounding me, it is a moment of peacefulness for me. And it really does feel healing. As I've been living with this story about the lepers this week, I began to wonder if maybe in those moments of peacefulness, I'm catching a glimpse of the second healing that that tenth leper experienced when he said thank you to Jesus. Now most of us are well beyond the season in life where we have an outside voice prompting us with, what do you say? But we can still cultivate gratitude in our lives No matter what our age, we can strengthen that muscle by returning again and again to God, praising God and saying thank you. I mean, hopefully for me, your regular presence here in worship provides a prompt for gratitude in your life because we come together and we hear the story again and again of Jesus and his love. We receive God's gifts of grace. We are surrounded by brothers and sisters that we can do life with. I mean, being a part of a faith community can stir, us, stir in us a treasure trove of gratitude. But all of life can be a prompt for gratitude, really. And sometimes I think God is the one who prompts us towards gratitude. Like many of you, when I received the check for God's grace, your hands, I wanted to pray about what to do with it. I wanted to wait for God's leading. I had a couple of things in mind, ministries in our community that address great needs that are all around us. And so really, when I was praying, I was waiting for God to direct me to one of those couple of things. But then one morning in my prayer, an idea came to me completely out of the blue. Came as an internal feeling of energy and warmth, and it moved me to tears. And I was surprised, but I really felt it was the answer to my prayers. The the idea that came to me was to give the money to the hospice organization that had cared for my parents at the end of their lives. It's been many years now, but as a family, we were so very grateful for the care that my parents received. And even though so much time has passed, I wanted to express my appreciation to those folks at hospice. Well, I was surprised again at how meaningful it was for me when I wrote the letter that I sent with the money because it offered me a chance to again say thank you but it also somehow filled me with gratitude for my parents as lots of memories came flooding back the whole process felt very healing to me to be honest with you it surprised me that my decision was directed not to some great need in our community, but my decision was really fueled by love received, by gratitude. And in that gratitude came healing. 
So I guess my question for you today is what are you grateful for? If you have not been in the habit of cultivating gratitude in your life, it's not too late. Here you are. You've returned to Jesus. This very day, this very hour, you can come and simply say thank you. And then that thank you will come a healing that is more than skin deep. Amen. Thanks again for listening to this week's message from Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Kenwood. Please browse our website for other opportunities to grow in faith or serve the Lord. If you are able to worship with us at any time, we would be most honored by your presence.